0: You're about to listen to a message from the Life Point Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. If you don't know the name of the person next to you, it's fine for you to go ahead and ask them for their name. Uh, ask them, What's your name? Who you are? I don't like worshiping with strangers. <laughs> The Bible says, "Be hospitable to strangers." It says because, and it says because, by so doing, some have entertained angels. And so, tell the person next to you, hopefully a lady. I don't know if you're an angel. <laughs> lines, lines, lines. But tell them, I'm, I'm, I'm I, well. Tell them I I am happy to be sitting next to you. It, it might not be true yet, but tell them, you know, it will come to pass. I'm happy to be sitting next to you. <laughs> Alright, if the person next to you is not talking to you, just tell me it's a long it's a long service. You need to <laughs> you need to get into the habit now. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh um a couple of things coming up, made for more conference. Uh um I think it's in date, date I need date. This Friday. <laughs> All right, there's a there's a video for made for more comes up later and uh, made for more is a conference for uh, women, and it's held, you, see, you know LifePoint is part of the Elevation Church and it's been organized uh, by our Mother Church, but something that we are totally involved in and th- that comes up shortly. Uh, the Sometime next month also, the Global Leadership Summit um, will also have a um, a round of the Global Leadership Summit at the Elevation Church and we'll t- uh, publicize the dates. But it's, it's interesting uh, to have those dates, but interesting that we begin to think leadership. Now um the fast is over today, yeah? Okay. Uh, you would you would think it's only the choir that was fasting. But uh fast is over today. Um and I thank God for everything he did in the fast. Um, and if you did not fast, don't let your conscience judge you. It's okay. We prayed for you, wholeheartedly prayed prayed for you. Uh you are going to be okay. <laughs> to be fired. But one of the things, uh, I think it was on the, th- so preaching last Sunday and then sometime in the week, I think God began to uh, just impress on my heart about leadership. And so we're in that generation where people don't like to be called leaders because it's no longer fancy, right? Uh, we, we, we while we still crave status, but we don't like position. Well, leadership is bigger than position. Uh, um, (coughs) Leadership is bigger than position. And stay focused today. All right. And and I believe that there's openings, all right, for us as individuals and as a church to begin to lead. All right. And it has no reference to your age, has no reference to your background or experience. Uh, And for some of you who have been hiding, uh, God will drag you, screaming, shouting, out of wherever it is that you are hiding to lead. Some of that leadership will be here. Some of it will be within your friends, within your family cycles, but you will lead. All right? Our country and our generation is in two the, we're in a tough place that we cannot afford for you to be hiding. Right? Tell the person next to you, you cannot hide anymore. All right? You can't. It's ended yesterday. Uh, that's part of why we we're fasting and praying. All right? You can't even disguise yourself. You can do your makeup, put on a wig, whatever, but you can't hide anymore. All right? Um, t- t- tell the person next to you, please answer the call to lead. Uh, please answer the call to lead. Yeah. All right, so that's, that's going to happen. All right, uh, into God's Word. Uh, so we started teaching this s- series about all of God's children. Uh, and someone says, What does that mean? In case you missed it last Sunday, is that sometimes we get the impression that the whole church is made up of people like us, um, it's not true. Uh, When we're much younger, this that song, uh, Jesus loves the little children. They teach you in your school, BWS. Okay, how does it go? I don't know. That's the wrong key. Let's try it again. You guys are quiet. Can you sing that again for us, please? Well, I think that's it. It's too early for a bad on jokes. But that's <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, I didn't see that in my school. I was Tell the person next to you, it doesn't matter whether you're yellow, <laughs> black, white, or pink. <laughs> so we read Acts chapter twi- 17, and we read out last from there last week. We'll read it again. Acts 17, 26 to 28. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwelling, so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for you are also his offspring. All right. So last week we had that discussion about uh, between the rock and a hard place. And we said that as we think of those who are very expressive, very opinionated, you know, very forceful people, uh, the choleric type people, uh, that we must understand that these people are precious to God. They, If you would permit us to say, they're like bulldozers, the ones who God will use to break open, to open things up. Um, so then I got an interesting text message during the week, uh, and Tolu said I should not mention his name, all right? Uh, so I'm not going to. No, but there are plenty to lose in our church, so it's not. It's not. Uh, I won't mention his name. More than that, all right. And he said, "So, P, you way you describe these people? I paraphrase. Can other temperaments? I'm not choleric, but can other temperaments lead?" And I thought that was instructive. It was interesting. I said, "Of course." Um, so the choleric people would lead with being the first movers, yeah, being the ones who charge. Into you know the, the Caleb type person who says, "Look, give me this mountain," right? The Peter who says, "Nobody's taking Jesus out of here." Even Jesus, you are not dying. You are not dying. What do you mean? You are the Son of God. Relax. We've got this handle. Thomas, everybody, God. Hey, you know that's that's a choleric person. Nobody's going. Anybody say come to arrest who? Judas, bring out the sword. You know, ears are flying. That's a choleric person, all right. But he's not the one. <laughs> When it comes to, you know, uh, leading with love, uh, the guys who we will speak about today, sanguine people, those are, you know, those, they lead when it comes to putting the family together with love and all that. The cave people, we'll talk about them next week, the melancholic ones, the ones that hide, hide within a hiding place are the ones who will lead with deep wisdom and philosophy. So when we have bulldozed the place open, everywhere scattered, they then come and bring wisdom and depth and say, I was thinking for five days. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Those are the ones who, when you're finished, say, have you finished doing what you're doing? I say, this is how we should do it, all right? Then the, the phlegmatic ones, and, and that, those ones for me, I think, are some of the most powerful people in the body. Because when the rest of us have done all the things we know to do that are obvious and popular, those that keep us running, keep the church running, are sometimes the ones who we don't notice, right? And we'll talk about those uh, later. So, so yes, yeah, so leadership is not the preserve of any temperament. Okay, it's just that God will use us different. And one of the things that I keep on hearing is just God is ready to use us. God is ready to use us. In Christ, we are different people, but we are not divided, okay? By the way, someone, uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 12 is for you. Uh, I, I'm not sure who you are. Bible says, even so, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you may seek to excel. There's a conversation you are having with God About spiritual gifts, and he's saying, Look, you must understand, your motive must be clear. All right? Uh, In Christ, we are different, but we are not divided. We are not divided. In fact, we've been having a parallel discussion about inheritance. And I was reading Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 to 29, and I'll read that to your hearing. It says, For you are all. sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as we are baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and his according to the promise. So as we fasted waited on god we've been exploring the inheritance that we have in christ jesus and one of the things he keeps on saying is look up we we are all in this together anything you learn anything you practice anything you say that divides the body of christ uh, might not be correct okay so we are different we are not divided all right, but the sanguine people, our focus for today, are those who bring the sunshine into the room. All right, uh, you you will typically hear a sanguine person before you see them. You super extroverts, yeah. Uh, I don't think uh, Folusha is here yet, uh, but wh- that's how I call her, Sonny. So when Folusha, maybe you guys know Folusha, she's one of our pastors here. When she calls me, you yeah, hi Sonny, how are you? Because I think it was three weeks ago, we we're having a pastor's meeting and you know, Folusha was trying to explain to us how sometimes she's she's down. I was like, down? <laughs> I was like, Folusha, you so say when you think you are down, that is our normal. That's how the rest of us, that's when we, that's how you know the rest of us are. That's our our normal. Uh you listen to some of our messages sometimes on SoundCloud. You can hear Fullicious laughter, you know. And there are a couple of other sanguine people here. They love the limelight and public speaking. They they, they don't need too much, opportunity. Huh? <laughs> any too much opportunity. Any small chance like this, you have to drag. You have to be signal. It's okay. It's okay. Huh? I have a friend. It was my best man, Emmanuel. And Emmanuel and I are very opposite people. So uh, I remember we go we go going uh, uh, to a house where someone has lost a son, you know, and I'm, you know me, I want to hide. So I'm like, where's our friend? is at the back. Okay. Oh dear. There's a big living room, all sorts of people in the living room with a gentleman's father, you know, and all. So me, I'm looking for the closest place to hide at the back of the back. Emmanuel gets there, And goes into the living room and starts to greet people one after the other. You know, my mind like in a house of mourning. You know, he's introducing himself, trying to explain to them how he knows them or stuff like that. Like, no, you don't do that. You know, a sanguine person cannot hide. They can't hide. They they I think it's one a gentleman says that they have a God-giving ability to live in the present. They are. They are extreme. they don't know, they don't remember what happened in the past. And sometimes what is the future? Let's let's be happy. They're the life of the party. Um, you know the person who starts everybody dancing around the table at the party, who says, is this kind of this thing we're doing? You guys are party people, right? So you know what I'm talking about. You know, let's do it like this now. Don't they do that at parties anymore? <laughs> but they're the life of the party. The party doesn't start without them. It's interesting that um, the Bible speaks about God. Uh, he's speaking about Jesus prophetically in Malachi chapter 4 and verse 2. It says, And to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall fed calves. That God himself is very expressive. And so. Those of us who are, those <laughs> no, of no, us—I'm just claiming this by faith—who are extremely expressive, right, also reflect a part of God that is key. It is important, right? Um, they are friendly people. Ah no, yeah, you, me, me—I'm friendly by by calling. Okay, I'm friendly by calling. Uh, if I sometimes people see me and think that I'm not friendly like that they might be correct all right i like people but not in huge doses mm, mm, i don't i don't I, i'm not uh, and this is, this is so I'm, this is for next week but i'm the melancholy person who when i go for family functions i kind of give a budget of time i know exactly how long it so I, that's next week but i'll tell you i go to the function i go back to my car sometimes then go back to the function i take it in doses uh. <laughs> um, when we had a party for my wife a small thing for my wife last year on her birthday my friend, this sanguine Emmanuel the party is in the evening Emmanuel goes there in the afternoon <laughs> I'm not joking he says he went to check how the place was I don't understand <laughs> he said he, I'm telling you, he said he was just driving past he just wanted to see how the, so he called me from the evening, I'm at the place, I'm at the venue he's not dressed up, he just wants to see how that's a sanguine person Say I just called you. So my friend, someone is still reminding me. Recently. Ah, not your friend. I remember he came to the party around two. <laughs> A sanguine person is the one who can wear yellow. Max put some green to join it. Pink cap. <laughs> and yet, they make it look good. You know, when they come, at, you can, if you try it later, <laughs> people will be laughing at you on the road, but a sanguine person carries a cuff. When they wear that yellow, you'll be looking at it. Ah, this is pretty. But you know that even in your sleep, you cannot be caught wearing that. But when you see the room that a sanguine person dressed in, it's as if a tornado went through it. <laughs> a typical sanguine person. Ah, no. Everything is together, all mixed up. It's life. You mix it up. You mix it up. So where's my hair brush? I saw one brush here. You know, I have this shoe, one leg. Where's the other leg? It can be extremely charismatic, you know. And it's as if they thrive on activity and energy. You know, because they're the ones who are jumping from one person, one place to the other, greeting them here, could their phone is ringing. Um, on the other hand, when it comes to uh, they can be, because they're very in things, uh, sometimes they can just be very restless,, uh, very restless, very, very restless. Uh, it can be impractical, to some degree or disorganized, and sometimes can be constantly changing. Okay So they can make up their mind a number of times, and can sometimes be just defined as being emotionally unstable, right? Ah, uh, Caleb, I thought you were going out with this girl. Eh, uh, yes, but... <sighs> I've moved on. Oh, wow, sorry, no, sorry, no, no, I found a new girl. I found a new... <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Um, The life of the party. And and sometimes because they like to talk a lot, some they talk they talk. After a while, sometimes when they don't have things to say, they fabricate something.
1: <laughs>
0: they would gist. They can. If I, when they, when they get you on the phone, they can gist. They will tell you stories. After a while, you know, there's some they will tell you like, ah ah. <laughs> this one you have said. Eh? It's not. <laughs> but we are all God's children. We're all God's children. I remember in the university that where you read, the, the place where you went to read, right, spoke to your temperament. There were some places that I c- you couldn't pay me to go and read. Because, so I had been like extremely melancholic and I think when I got saved, I started becoming sanguine because again, I had to serve in church at certain levels. So I started talking to people but I realized that there was a part of me, I, as said, there's some places where, if a literally if a pin, if something drops, everybody they were too serious. I couldn't read in those places. Some medical those ones. When they say you're going to read, it, so they know the kind of person you are by where you go to read. Where we used to read, eh? I think it was my temperament, and you was just plain on serious. But where we used to read, it's called Minkaf, and um you read for about 15 minutes, you gist for about 15 minutes, then you go and buy something, then you read, you go and buy something, you read, then you pack your things and go home. You don't... (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen people before who to read need music? So you put headphones on, be listening to music, and say you're reading. (laughs) And they pass their exam. Okay? Um, Philip, in Scripture... Uh, he, I think Philip is sanguine. And one of the things we must do as we talk about the different parts of the body is that we must learn to leverage people with different temperaments. So you are not an outgoing person. Pray that God will send you at least one or two friends that are like that. Otherwise, left to you, you will stay home all day, all night. You will not go out, right? Yet you are praying, Father, send me husband, send me husband. God sends your husband. I'm, I'm coming to where you are. I'm coming. He sends your husband. He even sends five of your speck. They are walking around the city of Lagos. Lord, my wife, my wife. You are in your room. <laughs> Except they are burglars, you know, thieves, and they break into other people's house. How will they find you? But you don't like going now, so you need to find a falusio who calls you up. Without, where are you? Where are you? I'm I would pick If I'm outside your house, I don't have. clothes. I have two clothes in my. I have two shirt dresses in my. I, don't worry, let's go. Who knows every party in town? You need to, I'm saying you need to find them. And if you are sanguine, you need to find melancholic people. Who once in a while will tell you, no, it's enough. Oh, put off your phone. If you continue like this, you will end up in the hospital. Don't go. Not, no, when nobody is going out, they will call your mother. He has been going out every night. <laughs> you need to find other people. You need to balance it. The phlegmatic people who are constantly happy As we, you need to find one or two colleagues, people who just drag you and say, "Don't worry, bring your passport. I will apply for you. Don't worry." Tell the person next to you, "I need you, I need it." Tell them, "I know that you, I know that you need me, but I just want you to know that I I need you." Philip, um, in scripture, is a sanguine. I think Uh, he's. He's. I call him Philip the Plug. You know because. The Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 43, the following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, So Jesus didn't send him message. The, Jesus is the one saying, Because Jesus said, I chose all my disciples. He's choosing all the disciples. He's come. So he finds Philip, You follow me. Philip goes to look for Nathanael. And said to him, we have found him of whom Moses said in the law and of the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Jesus. And Nathaniel said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, come and see. <laughs> Unauthorized evangelism. Because are choosing disciples said, come. No, you come. You know, and then when Nathaniel gets to Jesus, he has that discussion where he says, behold, a true Israelite in whom there is no guile and all that stuff. So Philip is the one who, when Jesus, in John chapter 4, I think, or John chapter 6, when he wants to feed uh, the multitude. It's Philip that Jesus... Tu- no, he doesn't turn to Thomas and the other guys, no. It's Philip he turns to and says, how are we going to get food to feed all this? Because Philip knows everywhere. <laughs> ah, Philip said, that's a, that's a I don't see what you're asking. He said, I have all my contacts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he said, all my contacts... Uh, um, I'm serious. So you read John chapter 6 and verse 5 to 7. And then Jesus lifted up his eyes, saw a multitude coming towards him. He said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that will be feed this? But he said this to test him for he himself, know what he would do. And Philip answered and said, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for this, that everyone will have a little. Philip knew what was happening. He could not ask a melancholic person that kind of thing. He would just be looking at him like, Well, you know. <laughs> Now, sanguine people love the charismatic. They love the spontaneous moves of God. When you come to a meeting and everything is just scattered, people are falling down. You know, <laughs> some people are happy. Say, "My father is here." My father. <laughs> they say, a prophet is coming. He say, we are going. Let's go for this. He say, he's powerful. He lays hands on you. Everything y- ah, everything, is scattered. everything is scattered. Let's go. Let's go. They're the ones who keep track with trends. With what is in vogue, they're the ones who like. They say there's a big meeting; ten million people are going to gather for Jesus. Say we are going. Say you have to trek fifteen. Say let's go. Don't worry. And then they're doing it happily. When you see a melancholic person, the cave. When you see them in a crowd, it's as if they are being tortured. Their body will be shaking. Like, ah, people everywhere. People everywhere. I'm coming. I want to use the bathroom. It's a lie. They're hiding. But if you go and check our bathroom now, you see one or two melancholic people. <laughs> what are you doing here? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just trying to. You see that? Interestingly, um, sanguine people probably then have challenges with spiritual disciplines that require focus because we are very easily distracted. Very easily distracted. Because a lack of discipline is one of the sanguine's greatest weakness. So if it's prayer, the sanguine person wakes up happy. No, they don't need any reason to be. They wake up in the morning and you're upset with them because they're happy. what a beautiful Monday. Let us pray, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this beautiful, beautiful Monday. I know it's really Monday. Ah, Monday, Monday, Monday. Lord, let me let me just check this. They should have texted me from the office by now. They, they, then they check. So they're talking to God, they're talking to their brother, they're talking to their sister. Because they want, they like the activity. Um, and so Sanguine people typically have to find extra anchors for their focus and attention with God. Interestingly, because Sanguine people are you know, when walking with God are people who love all the activity, I tend to think that it's a lot, it's quite difficult for them to then reconcile adversity in life and suffering uh, that we see around us. When it comes to our walk for God, <laughs> you know, I think sanguine pool are just extra special. They're the ones who help to create what you would call a sense of joy, a sense of community, help to build bridges, uh, help to take care of the body. It's it's sanguine people who will do all that. You know, the rest of us will try, but they're the ones who introduce uh, one person. I, I don't know if you know, guys, know in Yolua, uh, in our church. I don't know the Sunday that Ine, there are very few Sunday is always introducing me to people. Sometimes I'm asking am India, are you renting these friends? Where are you? I'm telling you, happy. Ah, this is my friend from. Yeah, my friend from work, my friend, even the people—I don't know—she's here. I can talk freely. Okay, even her ex-boyfriends, she brings all of them to church. They're all happy with her. <laughs> F- future boyfriends, she brings them to church. So, you know, a <clears throat> while a choleric person is still trying to think of how to slash tires of people that broke her heart. The sanguine person says, all of you, come to church. I love you. We used to love each other. Come, don't worry. Come, ah, it's love. Don't worry, you find a nicer girl than me. Me, i find a nicer girl. Don't worry, let's go. The melancholic person is still trying to understand what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> they, they broke their my heart. <laughs> what relationship? We are happy. We are fine. Don't worry. So, the thing with us as sanguine people, and I think we'll look at Luke chapter 10, is that there's a tendency to get carried away by all the activity and the action that we create. Um, there's a tendency to get carried away. Uh, it's interesting, when you read First Kings, uh, the prophet brings down fire. It calls and addresses and it puts up a show. Brings down fire, addresses the whole of Israel, does something phenomenal. One chapter, two chapters later, sad and depressed. Burnt out. Because, uh, so let, let's look at Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. The Bible says, Now it happened as they went that Jesus, he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman called a martyr, welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister, Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, I don't understand. Don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Because sanguine people can come to church, bless everybody and not get blessed. And they're not, they don't master, we're well, fine. They can hug everybody. And not receive any love also. So as sanguine people spend time working for God, one thing that is important is that they must protect their connection with God. Last week when we spoke about those who are very choleric and action-oriented, we said that one big issue will always be about letting God be the one who leads Making sure that you are not the one constantly trying to be in control with sanguine people. It's making sure that you remain connected to God. You know, they would say that uh, a river that forgets its source will soon run dry. In John chapter 15 and verse 5, you read in NKJV, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. He says, for without me you can do nothing. If we read that in the message translation, I like it. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. When you are joined with me and I with you, the relation, intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you cannot or you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown on the bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. And so, our encouragement as we celebrate those who are sanguineous. will you protect your relationship with God? Will you protect your focus? Will you find anchors because what God has called you to, right, is special. You know, we were talking last week how that there are many parts to the same body. We read, I think it's 1 Corinthians, or, yeah, where Paul says, look, the ear cannot say to the, to the eyes, look, you know, uh, uh, what are you doing? Who are you? Why can't I do this? So God has called you to a special part in the body of Christ. I mean, it's a sanguine person who is constantly starting one project after another. Can you do this? Yes. Can you do this? Yes. Can you do this? Yes. And so, they they then overcommit because they're always saying yes. Tons of unfinished projects. In fact, um, when you look at the relationships that a sanguine person have, you might find breath of span but not necessarily depth in terms of quality, because you know they have, they know everybody, everybody. I, I know people who have, who can tell you, on they can tell you the number of friends they have on one hand. With pride, see, I only have four friends. Pam used to be my friend, but tsk, I've removed her. Kunle, Josephine, John, Jeremiah, that's all. A sanguine person cannot count their friends. They can try, but you know, the more they count, ah I forgot, ah, boss, (laughs) they laugh. (laughs) Ah, and John, you know, they can't count their friends. (laughs) But we don't realize sometimes, church, how much energy, emotional and mental, goes into putting on the show that sanguine people put. We don't realize that oftentimes uh, they are giving out of just the sunshine, the blessing that God has given them. But who is encouraging them? Who is resourcing them? Who, who is smiling at the sanguine Christian? Martha, in Luke chapter 10, gets to the place where she says, I have been left to serve alone you read Elijah's story, he says to God, he says to the people of Israel first, and then to God, I am the only one doing this. And so the next time you see someone who is sanguine, the ones you know, the ones uh, close to you who serve with you, I would ask that we also realize that as the body of Christ that they need a hug too that they also need a word of encouragement. That sometimes you are the one who needs to say to them, rest. That because they are willing to give doesn't mean we should take all the time. Because sometimes the sanguine person is just going on. on I think they, they don't hear, there's no stop, right? So they only stop, I, I know one of them in this church, and she only stops when she breaks down, right? And then, you know, in the Christian way, you don't want to tell her, but I told you, and I told you, but, you know, you say, I'm oh, sorry. And then you think that when she recovers, she will now slow down. No. She full throttle, again, zoom, and crash. Zoom, and crash. I, and I think there's a, there's some adrenaline thing that they feel in the, you know, constant activity. Sometimes, you know, the campaign that can comfortably tell you, I'm attending five parties this morning. But I think John chapter 15 is instructive that you are not the branch, <laughs> you are the vine. Tell the person next to you, you are not the branch. You are not the branch. No, tell the other person who is more born again on the other side. Oh, tell them, sorry, you are not the vine, you are the branch. Tell them, you are not the vine. You are, you are not the vine. I talk to the sanguine people. Look, eh, we need you in this house. In a generation where it has become, it's, it's now the more saucy you are, the more sophisticated you are. Right? Where in a city where if you are nice, they think you are silly. Because when you want to be courteous in Lagos, you put on your indicator, tick, 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 I'm turning left. They'll be like, ah, <laughs> this boy just came to Lagos. He doesn't know what to, <laughs> you know. That's when everybody wants to now destroy your car. All right? We need Christians who are sanguine to stand up. We need them to show up. We need them to smile away sorrow. We need them to let their laughter echo across the nations. We need them to loan some of the hope, the one they seem, because I think sometimes they give sanguine people extra hope from heaven. We need them to take some of that extra hope and give to the hopeless. We need them to connect the different parts of the body together. The Bible says the whole of creation is as if it's in the pains of childbirth. And so you see all, you hear all sorts of groanings. You see the pangs of childbirth in, I mean, there's so much stuff happening in today's world. But sometimes you don't need a reason to be sad. So God does not make a mistake when he puts sanguine people in the body. So will the sanguine people among us please continue to light up the room with their sunshine? Because you you must not be ashamed of who God has made you. You must refuse so let society define... Look, because what... And, and, I, and I have to say, because every generation will, will 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 present a model of who a successful person and personality type is. When I was uh, a bit younger, it's about 10, 15 years ago, I think, the successful person I found that even when employers would recruit was somebody who they said was like an A-type person, you know, a very aggressive person go-getter type person. You know? The person who is just constantly just, you know, just bulldozing their way through. Right? And I've seen people who God did not create like that almost destroy themselves trying to become like that. I'm not saying you cannot improve and you shouldn't learn, but I'm saying the essence of who God has made you, okay, is, it is fundamental to the achievement of your purpose in life. I think at the end of this series I'm going to try and teach a message on what true beauty is. Have you gone to a church before where they have allowed melancholic people be ushers? <laughs> when you come in, the way they look at you. <laughs> this way. Or even allowed choleric people be ushers. S- sit here. <laughs> if I sit here, I don't really see. My brother, you don't have to see anything. <laughs> sit here, and if you move, eh? Uh, no. In the early days of our church, one choleric person. I know her. She was an usher. She told one lady, "Sit here." The lady said, "I'm not sitting here." da da da. That lady came to my office crying. He said because. I went to the, Do you want me to go and report to P.I.? I he said, P.I. is in the office. You will go and see him. And she meant it from the bottom of her heart. Go and see him. I told you where to sit. <laughs> God is working on her. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> or you send a melancholic person. Someone loses someone. Then you and you have to send melancholic person to go and comfort her. <laughs> you just sit down there and be looking a choleric person. Oh, why are you crying now? Your father just died. It's okay. It's okay. My father died too. Right? Nothing, nothing happened. No zero empathy. Zero. Don't worry. It'll be okay. Have they brought the will? Where's the will? <laughs> they are practical people say, so wait. As the will come out, you have to make sure your brothers don't cheat you. <laughs> you you send our sanguine people. They, they are ones who go with love. I sense that God is calling the body, this house, to leadership. I sense that He's calling us to a place where, uh, where we do the things we need to do in this generation. And I think one of the things that is key is just you know recognizing the different parts, the different parts. His, his colleagues. So next week, I think we'll do a small presentation about all the things God has laid in our hearts, some ministry initiatives that God has laid in our hearts as a church to do. We are going to need every single person. Every single person. Every single person. Our inheritance as the body of Christ is an urgent one. Our inheritance as the body of Christ is a huge one. Since most of us didn't come for Bible study, I'll end up with what we taught in Bible study this morning. So in Luke chapter 15, <laughs> Jesus explains three parables in quick succession because the, um, the Pharisees ask him, why are you hanging out with sinners? Why are you hanging out with people who are forsaken? Don't worry, I'm not going to teach the whole message. That whole, and he begins to say, look, a woman, a shepherd, hundred sheep, one missing, goes to look for it. A woman, ten coins, one missing, goes to look for it. He says, a man has two sons. One of them gets wise, takes half of the money, Heads into a different country, wastes the money. Son comes back, the man receives him. And I say, look, there is our inheritance as the body of Christ that is tied to us finding what is missing. that Restoration work. Sanguine people have a a leadership role in restoration. Because when everybody, you can't Because sanguine people don't even really understand forgiveness like that. Because according to them, everything is forgiving already. Yeah? They are bubbly. They have... you. Some of us, i was telling a friend of mine who is more melancholic, I say, I think you forgive in stages. No, you don't forgive in stages. You get angry in stages. Talk less of forgiveness. So you annoy her now. Say, ah, how is everything? It's okay, it's okay. Maybe it's like one week she would have said, "You know what you did in July last year. That's, that's when she's just coming. Then so talk of forgiveness. Sanguine people have forgiven you. So when it comes to rest- and there's so much restoration that needs to happen, it's been heavy on my heart. Our sanguine people, we need you. Let me touch the sanguine person around you and tell them we need you. We, we need you. So people are looking for. People are looking around and it's like you are the sanguine. Person. I can imagine who you're looking for." Huh? Now, look at somebody. You can only tell from the way they've been laughing in the service. Tell them, we need you. We need you. We need you. And if there's no sanguine person on your road you shouldn't sit there again next Sunday. I'm telling you, you don't come to church and sit. <laughs> we need you. They're the ones when you have offended somebody. The person you send, you send Jane, you send Innie you send Folusho. IBK. Ah oh. <laughs> by the time they get there, you didn't see what I, I'll be distracted. I'll be moved. When you're going to okay, if I enter Abiyakuta matter now, then I say I'm being political. When the man was going to beg people in Abiyakuta, you see how he carried all sorts of people with him. Sanguine all sorts of people. They'll get there, they'll eat pounded yam, they will laugh, 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 laugh. Then I say, hey, this small matter. We know he has offended you, sir. <laughs> They're on course. course.
1: Mm.
0: (sighs) I'd like us to pray this morning. Uh, There's something God is doing in our lives. And he's refusing to let people hide. Uh, Follow me, I want to sing Reckless Love. He's refusing to let people hide. And he's talking to sanguine people. He's saying, look, I created you like this. I shaped you like this. He says, would you let me shine through you? Would you let me? I, you know, we're talking in Bible study. We say every time we sing this song, you know, God breaks down walls. He won't let shadows. He won't. I said, Do you realize that we are the ones He wants to use to break down those walls? He said, There's no, there's no mountain you won't climb. Do you realize that you are the one He wants to use to climb that mountain in your neighbor's life? I'd like us to pray first for everyone who is sanguine. Sing, 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 sing. Everyone who is sanguine in this house. I would like you to pray that they will not hide anymore. They will not hide anymore. That they will give full expression to the light that they are. He says, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. He says, who lights a candle and puts it under a bush? He says, no one does that. He says, they find its candles stand that it may give light to the world. So pray in the spirit. I don't know who is sanguine, but you are hiding. The Bible says the whole body grows as each part supplies its own portion. Rebragaraba satara garage. Will the sanguine lead in love? Will they lead in networking? Leba raka sataraba. Will Philip go and find Nathaniel? Iko Bas Rebregade Bosh Ike Leba Maka rebrega de boshikaraba sandaraba rebrega de bosh, So we're going to pray out of Psalm 139, verse 13. It says, For you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. It says, I will praise you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul very my, my soul knows very well. It says, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. It says, Your eyes. Saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book, they all were reading the days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. I like you to pray in the spirit over your life. There is beauty in who you are, there is beauty in what God has created you to be. And we're asking, Lord, would you do through my life beautiful things? Would you bring great beauty out of my life? Will you? Because so some of, many some of you, I think we're struggling. We're struggling to, we're trying in our own hands, in our own flesh, in our own strength to create beauty. God's saying, let me be. He says, uh, he says you are the clay. I am the potter. Okay, so, so I, I'd like us to pray in the spirit, but, you know, just keep that scripture up, Psalm 139. Someone just needs to look at that, meditate upon that, put it on the, hearts, the seat of your heart as you pray, and just begin to declare over your life, Lord, thank you for the beauty that is coming out of this life. It says you are the light of this world, the salt of the earth. So i like you to pray in the Spirit over your life. i like you to pray in the Spirit. i like you to pray in the Spirit. i like you to pray in the Spirit. i like, like you to pray in the Spirit. It says you are beautifully made. You are fearfully made. You are wonderfully made. Your frame was not hidden from God. He skillfully wrought you. Mantona Satan de man de You are not a mystic. You were not born by mystic. You were not born on the wrong day. Makalaba rebrakaraba kabondos. Repam da Magadah e bacondo supraganda Madalaga. Eh madeboche. E kalabamba rabragabondelegreboche. Eh, you make my life so beautiful, Father. Eh, makalabara pramambo robos. Eh mamda la canda de maka. The Bible says when we are in Christ, eh palagada, we are new creatures. God takes over. God takes over. Hey, God takes over. I know they told you you talk too much. But God takes over. God takes over. Hey Makalaba I know they told you you have too much energy. But God takes over. God takes over. Mamba I know they told you you are too quiet. But God took over. But God took over. They told you, you think too much. But God has taken over. Lastly, this morning, I'd like you to just thank God for your life. I'd like you to thank God for your life. I'd like you to be descriptive as you thank God. I'd like you to thank God for random things about yourself. I'd like you to thank God for yourself. Thank God for your eyes. Thank God for your attitude. Thank God for where you were born. Thank God for your parents. Thank God for your life. Thank God for your life. Thank God for your life. Philemon 6 says that you will acknowledge that the communication of your faith will become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is within you. Thank God for your life. Thank God for your height. Thank God for your weight. Thank God for your hair. Thank God for the hair you. i like you to just go ahead and thank God. Le go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Thank God. thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Just thank God. Take a minute or two. Take a minute or two. Thank God for your life. Thank God. You know yourself. Thank God for your life. Thank God for your life. Thank God for your life.
1: That's you. you. You have made me. There's nothing great.
0: Church. To download more free messages, please visit
1: www.soundcloud.com forward slash life